This episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by Quinn. Quinn is an alt-cannabinoid brand that offers real THC products, everything from edibles to vapes, and they ship to all 50 states. How do they do that? Well, they can do that because their THC products are all extracted from hemp. All their products are third-party tested, and they use pure, clean ingredients to give you a quality buzz. Check out their super blends of disposable vapes. It's like live resin, but these vapes have a variety of major and minor cannabinoids, including THCO, Delta-8, CBG, and CBN. Check out Quinn online and use our promo code Weed and Grub at checkout to get a special discount for the week of July 4th. It's 40% off. Yeah, visit myquin.com. That's M-Y-Q-W-I-N.com and use code Weed and Grub at checkout to get a discount on Quinn's edibles, vapes, concentrates, and more. 40% off all week of July 4th. Weed and Grub, Quinn, check it out. Shazam. Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. So we're re-recording our intro because after we recorded our intro to this week's episode, some news dropped that we felt like we just needed to talk about on here. I was on the road and you just hit me with a text that was like, can we re-record? Mm-hmm. And I was like, say less. Like <laughs> I, I 100% agree that um, that to drop something without any acknowledgement just because it was pre-recorded feels right. disingenuous and not why we do this podcast. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the SCOTUS ruling of, of the repeal of Roe v. Wade, obviously. I was hanging out with a friend, uh, my friend Mark Sitko, on uh, Saturday night. And he was like, I've been listening to the podcast. And we were just like talking about some of the fun stuff. He was like, I totally see the wallpaper 3D like you did when you were a kid. And then he just got kind of serious. And he was like, are you guys going to talk about the SCOTUS ruling? On weed and grub. And I was like, I mean, you know, the way we've set this podcast up is so that we can talk about whatever we want. And we feel like I feel like we definitely try to address the big things in life. And this is obviously one of them. I wasn't sure if we would or not. And <laughs> yeah. I'm still nervous right now right. to talk about it. Yeah. But you brought it up and you were like, I want to re-record it. And so, of course, I'm going to say yes. But I'm sitting here angry, nervous and not sure where to go right now. So I'm sure. going to like follow your lead on what where your heart is headed. I mean, I, I just wanted to sort of, you know, this, this is our platform. Like, this is our place where we get to say how we feel about stuff. And I just wanted to encourage anyone listening who, who doesn't know how to feel about this to um, just start listening and asking questions um, of the people in your life who are very upset by this ruling. If you're, you know, a guy, for instance, who just doesn't know, like, why you should be worried about this or upset about this, talk to the women in your life. Talk to the people around you who can maybe help you understand why this is so fundamentally fucking terrifying and life-changing and universe-bending that um, is a really important thing to pay attention to right now. Um, and I just, I'm not like going to use the <laughs> the intro, intro to our very fun uh, episode with Robert and Natasha to like get on a soapbox or anything, but I really just did want to record with you to acknowledge the fact that women all around the United States um, have just lost their right to bodily autonomy under law in many states that have triggered a ban, a complete ban. My on fucking abortion. hometown. Yeah, Missouri. Missouri. Off jump. Missouri was trending right away. Yeah. It was like mo- the words moments after yes. was the part that like hit my heart. And I go, moments? Like, yo, you were just sitting on the red button? You fucking Missouri? This is going to change 
a lot of things that people aren't even thinking about, just like reproductive. I mean, you know, the ban on abortion is is one thing, but then just reproductive care is going to fundamentally change for women. Women who are experiencing a miscarriage will be looked at differently under the law. They could actually be charged with murder in some cases. Uh, there's going to be a difference for women who want to have fertility treatments and IVF because if life begins at the moment of conception, the moment that egg is fertilized, that's actually going to be treated like a person. So if you're a woman who's going through fertility treatments and you happen to get some fertilized embryos out of that, under these new laws, you could actually be forced to carry all of them to term. It's truly fucking terrifying. And um, I am galvanized and energized by it. There was a moment where I totally spiraled and felt really helpless. And I was like, I, you know, it's like a tweet storm and all this kind of stuff. And then, and then I felt paralyzed and panicky. And then I re reminded myself, like, that's how they want you to feel. Yeah, they want you to feel paralyzed. They want you to feel like you don't have um, any ability to change anything. And this is the fuel that is going to, I think, gas up a lot of tanks and help us to, you know, sustain what we need to do in order to fight this because we will and we'll never stop. We'll never stop fighting. I hired a personal trainer. <laughs> Is that why you hired? I saw your Instagram. Wait, what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Uh, welcome to Weed and Grow, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out. And human rights. And human rights. So I saw on your Instagram story while I was in Arizona, you were like, um, Los Angeles, I'm looking for personal trainer recommendations. Yeah. Is it to fight? The truly to, to fight Kavanaugh not, head to I'm head not, in the squared circle. It's it's to throw a fucking punch at a protest if I fucking need to. Yeah. Do you see Jody Sweeten from Full House just got punched in the face by no, a cop? I stand by the cop. She should not have been on the lawn. Oh yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I stand with the nine cops wearing full football gear and holding cattle prods and when they riot shields. And riot shields. Like if they're out here punching full house cast members, like fully on video and not caring, what do you think is gonna happen with our police state? So yeah, I'm getting I and I'm not kidding. Like, I know it sounds funny, but I really did. I looked at my body and I was like, you know, I talk about fixing so many things about myself with you all the time. I'm like, I need to, you know, just get fit and get healthy and all this kind of stuff. And I am doing all of those things in order just to be well. But now I have the added layer of wanting to be able to throw a fucking punch and defend my body physically physically from anyone who might want to fucking come for it i will fucking be so jacked by this time next year yeah i hope i'm a little scary <laughs> it was funny because uh, i got a couple of recommendations in my uh inbox and you know a couple of people were like you know this person's really good for like getting you you know beach body ready and i was like no no this isn't about getting beach body ready i want to be like gi fucking jane mm -hmm. and the only beach body i want is one that i have complete control over <laughs> so crash wave crash i'm stealing someone's tweet i saw that I uh that's it. awesome i picture you like with your hands ready wrapped up like in boxing gloves, right? And I mean, able to like hit a right. I used to really love feeling physically strong and um, I took Taekwondo and like I worked on the fishing boat and like I was, I was muscular and strong. And then I just, I truly like went through a bunch of stuff and my body changed um, because of some circumstances where I was like, just not able to stay physically fit. Like I was in a terrible fucking relationship that, you know, um, I think really did some damage to me physically because I all of a sudden didn't feel like I could be well. Shout and out so, to our friend and podcast guest, Alexis Novak. The body knows the score, right? The body keeps the score. Keeps the score. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I think like part of my sort of clawing back from that has been um, kind of re-energized by the fact that I now I really do feel like I'm going to not only want to defend my body physically, but I want to be able to go to the front line of this fight physically and show up at protests feeling strong and feeling good having done all of the work that I need to do for myself still going to therapy all of the stuff having a great time and loving life but just 
you know, being ready. Yeah. Being fucking ready. Fucking right. Yeah. Oof. I, I, I don't want to <laughs> stop talking about this, but can I hit a tangent that I was thinking of on my Please. long drive? Yes. All I, the tangents. All the tangents? We need all the tangents right now. Okay. Well, I know that this <laughs> is like- People aren't tuning in to listen to me be mad about the fucking SCOTUS ruling. I disagree. Hmm. Okay. I do disagree with that. Yeah. I don't- I, uh, Go, please go on your tangent. Okay. Let's have a tangent. A tangent is like, <laughs> well, because as soon as this happened and I just reactivated my Twitter to um, more more than anything, just plug stand updates yeah. and get the word out that I'm going to be in like Alaska on uh, 7-9 and stuff like that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, after that, I'll be in Mammoth. And uh, But I was thinking, I was like, why is Elon Musk truly buying twitter Mm. and he and he and he and he has it uh proposed as it's the Times square of conversation for the world okay and i was like but it's not for me every time i'm on there it knocks me off my fucking rocker Mm. it has like all this information coming at me all these opinions coming at me it doesn't allow me to think for myself but it just makes me mad and spiral because it's just coming in so fast i was like is it really the town square or is it this like my 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 maelstrom of like chaos that keeps me in the swirl and unable right. to escape from it and think for myself and it was like a very complicated thing and then when roe v wade came down this mm-hmm. week i was like man this like billionaire tech guru who is like taking over more and more of the world and we're becoming more and more reliant on is also now going to control the quote-unquote free speech flow of information but have it be open to anyone and i right. truly believe in free speech it is fundamentally crucial and important to me as a human being on the planet earth there are certain rights that every human should have and that is the right to make their own choices the right to have free speech and the right to stand up for yourself and fight for the things you believe in Mm -hmm. um but all of that being said i don't know if twitter is the town square as much as a way to say that no it's a place for us to get so crazy caught up in the minutia of stuff that we'll lose the idea of the big picture and never be able to fight back right it's a place to keep you angry and distracted so that you feel paralyzed and useless and you spiral yeah Yeah. i mean i think a case can be made for both because twitter played an incredibly important part in the uh arab spring right the uprising oh that's right in 2011 and you know that was a huge way that people disseminated information and organized to fight and so i think that twitter is going to be If we use it strategically, it could be incredibly useful. And we are going to need to have platforms where we communicate where to gather, what to do, how to share resources. There was this uh, amazing link that I shared that was a resource just called Roe v. Wade, What You Can Do. And it was just a huge Google Doc list. Um, And we'll put it in the show notes, too, so that you can go check it out. It's just a list of um, local aid on the ground. And it's not like where to march or which politicians to give to or anything. It's all about directing you to organizations that can offer you – abortion access where available or resources if it's not available to you and so that was like an incredibly useful social that's in your media instagram moment too right sorry it's in your instagram too right that's in my instagram bio and um yeah there's a grid post about it and i put it everywhere but it, like that was a really useful social media moment where i was like oh this is going to be very important because this is the beginning like i think a lot of people are like oh no you know this this is terrible but we'll we'll fight through it this is the beginning this, this is going to be a cascading effect i mean they're already you know, working to say that people should homeschool their children because of the mass shootings. They're already saying that um, women should breastfeed because there's a shortage of baby formula. It certainly sounds like they don't want women to leave the home or be a part of the civic discourse. Now we're going to be forced to carry birth. Forced. This is forced birth. This is not an abortion ban. This is a forced birth movement. Um, And so I just think it's going to be 
you know, really critical to stay aware of everything that's going on, sharing information, maintaining a sense of community, and then maybe quietly going underground and like fighting, fighting where they can't necessarily keep an eye on us. And I'm saying that like, I'm fully preparing to do that as well. Good. You I know? see. I see you in that like Rambo montage. Yeah. Like working with your personal <laughs> trainer, going on signal and telegram, yep. tightening up your, um, uh, Taekwondo blue belt and just like getting ready to. How'd you know I have a blue belt? Do you really have a blue belt? Yeah, I pulled that. Do you really have a blue belt? Yeah, I absolutely have a blue belt. Yo, that's My a high belt. Is fucking lethal. I, I know. I never got to the brown belt because I left Seattle on my my training studio and everything. But um, yeah, fucking blue belt's mm -hmm. impressive. Mm -hmm. Spinning roundhouse. Oh yeah. Dang, Spinning you could, round, I can't, did forgot you ever, the names of the Did kids. you ever break a board? I broke a guy's fingers when I broke a board once. <laughs> <laughs> say more uh he was holding the board for me to kick and i can't remember which kick i was performing for that particular belt but he was holding it with his fingers like out a little bit and i hit his fingers and i i broke one or two of his fingers and he was pissed at me and i was like well you were holding the board wrong so sorry clarence <laughs> thomas broke your gavel hand but yeah i mean i definitely feel like no fucking joke like i'm wearing this onesie that i bought shout out big bud press almost every day right now because it does feel like a uniform and I'm not like you know the, I mean the hyperbole of like I'm not going to turn into some like m militia member or anything but I do really feel um on some level like I am joining an army the nation of women like we <sighs> I don't even know where to go like I'm I'm tired and I am also trying to like honor all of the good parts of my life while being this angry and just like you know like the other night I bought myself flowers I lit a beautiful candle and I popped a bottle of champagne that I had been given for my birthday and I was like we got to do this too like this is really important like please if you have anything it, it, like as a treat in your life like give it to yourself today you know any woman who's listening like I was DMing with our friend Jordan and she was saying like she's been self-soothing and then she's also going to practice self-care uh, that's the most important thing to do right now. Like do what you need to do to feel better and then do what you need to do to take care of yourself and then do some push-ups. Fuck yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I wanted to talk about Quinn yes. very quickly because I think it's really Self-soothing cool. and self-care. I think so. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So um, Quinn is a Delta 8 company. Um, all cannabinoids. They actually have more than Delta 8. Oh, please take it yeah. away. Well, they've got all, all sorts of different um, cannabinoids. They've got THCO and Delta 8 and Delta 9 and just all of the cannabinoids that you can source from hemp. And they have shared so many of their treats with us. We've got uh, cookies and we've got disposable vapes. And if you go on myquin.com, you can see their whole line of products. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And use code weed and grub for the week of July 4th, all week of July 4th. It's 40% off every and anything. Yeah. So if you want to support us and you want to support a small business that supports us, support that small business by supporting them and us <laughs> and yourself with Woo! code weed and grub 40% yeah. off. Yeah. MyQuinn.com. Um, it is self-soothing and self-care. So nice. You know, pick up a vape and go on a walk with your dog and look at the trees and remember that there are certain things that the Supreme Court cannot touch, like chasing lizards and enjoying sunshine. Yeah. And then eat an orange pistachio cookie because it's 50 milligrams and it fucking is awesome. <laughs> and watch the new episode of The Boys. Oh, and also watch Kids in the Hall. If you're not watching Kids in the Hall, man, did you did you watch Kids in the Hall when they were a thing in the 90s? Probably a little um, before your time. Yeah, right? they missed me a bit, but that doesn't mean I don't think they're funny. It <sighs> just missed me at peak Kids in the Hall. They're fucking perfect. And they were 
were so subversive and weird and you I'd almost forgotten like how fucking weird they are and how funny they are and like they're sort of like the grandfathers of like that whole thing I mean what's the um show that you introduced me to I think you should leave yeah Tim yeah. Robinson I think you should leave how weird and and like just how he finds humor in the strangest of things and then makes it even weirder like the coffin flop or whatever <laughs> like that I feel like on corn cob TV <laughs> that DNA comes from kids in the hall I yeah. think yeah by the way that there was just an episode or a, a TikTok leaked uh of him working on season three of I Think You Should Leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to audition for that. You so got to be on that shit. Uh, we get you on. We'll be putting it in the air right now. Put it in the air. Yep. I would like to be on I Think You Should Leave. I'm going to put another thing in the air. I got so mad about the backlash to that sexism piece that I wrote um, that I'm making a piece. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yes. And I've, I'm like really excited. I just kind of just want to say it right now to hold myself to it, to hold myself to like get jacked and also um, make a performance piece. Those oh, are, it's going to be, it's not going to be another year. article. No. You're, you're hitting the stage Yo, with yeah. sexism and misogyny. Mm -hmm. Fuck yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, yeah. Come see my one woman show about sexism and misogyny. And you're it's all gonna ripped. Be, it's going to be a hit. <laughs> it will be. I mean, you wrote that High Times piece. It's so funny. Thank you. And it proves every single point. Right. Totally. So I, the fact that you can do that in writing, of course you can do that on stage. Yeah. I, for anyone who uh, hasn't read it, we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. I wrote about sexism and misogyny. Uh, and I was told by many men to go make them a sandwich. And then and then we'll talk. And what did crazy. you do for yourself? I, I said that I would make myself a sandwich because of feminism. <laughs> And I also said I'm so surprised that men don't know how to make sandwiches. <laughs> I just didn't know this. <laughs> I was really shocked. That's so men good. and sandwiches. Anyway. You want to get to our buds of the week this week? Yes, let's do it. Uh, I'd like to go first if you don't mind. Sure. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I just got geeked out because my bud of the week this week is Corey David at fake Corey David. Corey is K-O-R-E-Y at fake Corey David. Um, we met at the Vail Comedy Festival great comedian out of Colorado and Corey uh, he invited me to go bike riding and take mushrooms with him while oh, I was in Vail nice and I slept in like a little bitch oh right whoops anytime you have the opportunity to go bike riding take mushrooms and make a new friend yep don't sleep in a mushrooms in the morning is that's the way to go yeah. yeah and he just got passed at comedy works in Denver which is I've never performed there, but every single comedian who's like a massive headliner yeah. says that Comedy Works is one of the best clubs in the country. And when you say get past, does that mean like you're then on the list of people that they just book regularly? Yeah, he's a regular okay. at Comedy Works, Whoa. which I think like if if you were to say, hey, I'm a regular here, this club co-signs me, it opens up so many doors all over the country for you to be a performer because one of the best clubs in the country fucks with you. Hell yeah. So it's such a big deal. And he's such a good guy and comedian. So follow at fake Corey David and uh, congrats, man. Congrats. That's huge. Uh, great butt of the week. Yeah. My butt of the week this week is our bud, Natalie. Um, I'm not going to say her Instagram because she won't let you follow her because she's on private. <laughs> um, but she had a baby. And I just wanted to make her and her new baby uh, our buds of the week because that's why we fight, right? Like that is the good in the world. And, you know, I just she sent me some pictures and I was like, you know, I'm fucking crying right now because this is why we do it. Like this is why we're fighting. It's so fucking important to fight for your own rights and then for the rights of like everyone who <clears throat> needs to have fucking rights. And that's um, women and girls across the country. So congratulations, Natalie. We love you so much. And we're so excited about your 
your baby. Yeah. And I am fucking crying on this podcast. Sorry. It's okay. Anybody who was like, ah, oh, this isn't what they usually do on the intro, just don't fucking listen anymore and subscribe. <laughs> you can, you know, fuck off. And in the meantime, leave us a review. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, leave a review about, oh, they 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 stand up for what they believe in. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Please go give us a review. We would love to get this podcast out to more ears or give us five stars or, you know, tell people to fuck with us on your socials. It's, you know, be really, as we grow here at Top Tree. Thanks to our producer, Mark, and, and all of the help that we get. We would love to have um, more and more people listening to us. So, Oh, and we have a live show coming up. Let's, we, we're going to, at the end of July, we'll, we'll say more in an upcoming episode. But I forgot about that. Come yeah. and see us in person. Yeah. Yeah. Live show at the end of July. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, do you want to get to our VIBs, our very important buds, our double buds? Our double buds, our BFF buds. We've got Robert from Tempo Crackers and Natasha from Pussyweed. Yeah, this was an awesome hang. I mean, we just couldn't stop talking. We talked about snacks for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> So but it true. was like mad deep cuts of the snack world because of Robert's insane snack knowledge. Yeah. And then Natasha's OG weed knowledge is like, this is a perfect weed and grub hang. Yeah, they're double OGs. Yeah. You, actually, I don't know if it's on this interview. So I want to say right now, after the interview, Robert started talking about um, um, flavors and how they affect your brain, how you want one thing in the front and the opposite flavor in the back of yeah. a taste so that you're chasing the forward flavor again the second time you reach for a chip yeah did i say that in a way that makes any sense totally i doubt it to me thanks because i was there but yeah Yeah. (laughs) got it (laughs) well it's like you want something like sour that you taste first and then maybe something spicy on the back end of that flavor profile that's why chili lime chili lime exactly and Mm -hmm. that way you're um chasing it and that's why you eat more and more of them is because you want the first flavor to come back Yep. Again, and it's this like beautiful loop of delicious flavor tempo chasers. crackers. Flavor chasers. We're flavor chasers. Fuck I'm, yeah, I'm we are. kind of thinking of Weiger. Weiger's the heat seeker on Doughboys, right? Mm-hmm. We can be flavor chasers. Who we're the flavor chasers. Yeah. You hear that, Doughboys? You hear that? <laughs> I'm going to grow a soul patch just to keep flavor in my. Isn't that what they call those? The flavor saver? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so gross. I dated a guy with a soul patch for a minute, and uh, that's what he called it. And I was like, I can't date you. Glad it was only for a minute. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> This is a real, real weed and grub intro <laughs> all over the map. I mean, these are cool people. So without yeah. further ado, here's our interview with Robert and Natasha. Mike, I know you love a good buzz. MJ, you really do know me. But if you're on the road doing comedy and you travel to a state where cannabis is still illegal, you might think there aren't a lot of options for you to bring along safely. True, but... No way. I'm here to tell you that no matter where you are, you do have options with Quinn. That's right. Quinn is an alt-cannabinoid brand that is selling real THC products, everything from edibles to vapes, and they ship to all 50 states. So how do they ship to all 50 states? It's because their THC products are all extracted from hemp. It's amazing. All Quinn products are third-party tested, and they use only the cleanest ingredients to give you a quality high. Try their Super Blend disposable vapes. It's like live resin, but these vapes have a variety of major and minor cannabinoids, including THCO, Delta 8, CBG, and CBN. And they're legal in all 50 states because they're derived from hemp. You can use our coupon code to get a special discount for the week of July 4th. Get 40% off. 40% off? How do I do that? Well, you go to myquinn, that's M-Y-Q-W-I-N.com, and use promo code weed and grub to get 40% off all week of July 4th. Weed and grub. Oh, your mouth is full. I was going to say hey, but yes. then you were in mid swallow. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a good place to start a pod. Yeah. Mid swallow. Mid swallow always. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Natasha and Robert? Hi. Hello, hello. This is, I've been looking forward to this all week. 
I'm very excited. Yeah. yeah been... Well, have you been listening through the wall at our podcast and how much we're just laughing and having fun <laughs> and your hand is against the wall being like, oh, I cannot wait until I'm a guest or, or just didn't give a shit? Um, no, uh, we do give a shit. I've been always listening. We were nervous. We were considering prepping. We were like, should we get matching outfits? Exactly. And then it went a little too far. I was like, should we get custom shirts with our well, his cat's face printed on it. <laughs> and then we realized we have jobs. So, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. going to not happen. Oh, but a custom cat shirt would be pretty cool. Custom Can we Cody talk- shirts? Custom Cody's the name. Cody. Cody. Agent Cody Banks, 420. Whoa. <laughs> on Instagram and TikTok. Please follow. <laughs> Wait, he's a TikTok famous cat? Uh, aspiring, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's an aspiring star. Wow. It up. My What's dream is IG? just get him Agent Cody Banks 420. Okay. Just mm-hmm. famous enough for us to get that free robot litter box. 100%. And then and then we can shut down the operation. But go ahead. Oh, I was I want I want to get like I want to start from the beginning for all of our listeners about, Yeah, when like, did you get the cat? No, that's wait, not what you were saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Oh my gosh. No, I think the origin story is super interesting. Of the cat? Of the cat? Of the yeah, cat is let's hear one it. thing. But I think more importantly, the two of us. I'd like to know about you guys. <laughs> Love this you, Cody. It's actually just about the cat. <laughs> My dream. Oh my gosh. Uh, Natasha and I actually met in college. Um, wow, how many years ago? Has it been 10 at this point? I don't know. I don't want people to be able to guess the kinds <laughs> of things about me. <laughs> my gosh. And so it's two been... years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> two years ago. We were very young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been such a transition. I feel like um, Natasha was initially founding Pussyweed in college, which, by the way, I'm repping uh, one of the original shirts. Um, Burn, Burn the, the stigma. stigma. Yeah. Super fun. Um, and she was doing cannabis advocacy work in New York, and it was like such a exciting space and like I was the guy going to the events with her (laughs) which initially got me so interested in the industry um and then I moved to California to work in cannabis and then she followed uh I guess two years later so it's been such a journey and now you have your own cannabis company yeah exactly which I have to say because you were at that event I saw you at the event um the the high by life pride I feel love event with the Glenja Estranja yes (laughs) And your brand, Tempo, was one of the brands that was sponsoring the event. It was incredible. It's been such a transformation and so incredible. I think, like, we do live together and have uh, been friends for so long to, like, be growing our, like, uh, startup businesses together. It's so motivating to have, like, a partner in crime in that. Um, Not really in crime, but I guess it's fairly legal. used to be. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Tempo initially launched two years ago, and then we just relaunched with the new branding in October. And it's been super exciting, um, super perfect for uh, weed and grub. It is both weed and grub. <laughs> and it's a good scoop. It's great for dipping. It's great yeah. for not dipping. Exactly. Handfuls, mm-hmm. stackfuls. It's delicious. Incredible to hear. Yeah, for real. <laughs> is, is that how you would describe them, as an infused cracker? Or am I misrepresenting Tempo? That's correct. A cannabis infused cracker. So they're vegan butter or full butter infused, depending on the product we have three vegan options and then one uh cheese option we're coming out with two additional full cheese right now but it's a butter infused cracker so in comparison to most savory products where they're rolling it in a distillate olive oil or in a distillate butter it's actually baked into the cracker so it's individually dosed all the way down to the unit which is a big difference so fucking good and how did you like what was the r&d like 
were you just one day struck by like wanting a savory snack that also got you high? Um, Natasha just sat up straighter. Yeah, I was like, I'm just thinking back at a few of the initial flavors. And oh, was it like licorice or something? No, like as much as the R and D is so fun, it's also very disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> like, so there more. were a few flavors where we're like, yeah, this definitely tastes like this. And looking back on them, like, ew, that was so gross. We were so just so bad. hopeful that like yeah. you had found like a good combination. Like, did you try to do like a dill pickle or like something that just definitely? didn't work so we actually initially launched with like a pita chip mm. um and so it was a one inch round made with an olive oil base instead of a vegan butter and it was very dippable so it, like a larger kind of cracker um and the primary challenge when making edibles is to achieve dosage consistency per unit you have to achieve weight consistency per unit so that the distribution of the thc is homogenous um, and so as the product decreases in weight size, the variance gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So it's just like impossible. Um, and so they were heavier. And so it was like, oh, as a pita chip, it's a little bit heavier, easier to eat. But the texture uh, was closer to like a, what would you say, crostini? <laughs> I like to describe it as like a savory uh what were those cookies called? Like the digestive vibes? Mm, biscuit. Biscuit. Like oh. a biscuit in the like English sense. Ah. And then like a savory version of that. Okay. Sounds very dry. And so there that was the issue. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And so that's what's great about Natasha. No pulling the punches. Everyone else is like, Robert, amazing. Yeah, it's so good. I, I moved to California and I'm like, Robert, I need so much water. Like, what's going on here? And I'm not a big edible person. So if I do have an edible, I like to have just like a few. And it's usually like I've had a really shitty day or like I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got to be light. They got to be light. They got to be flavorful. I don't want to have like a ton of chewing going on. You don't want them to make your cotton mouth worse. worse. Cotton mouthy worse. And yeah. now I he finds me sometimes like on the couch with the non meds, like just <laughs> shoveling down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, so it's been such a transition going from that two inch round to a one inch hexagon. Um, we like switch from an olive oil to the butter base, which makes it a lot flakier. But along the way, like. I've just been like learning how to mass manufacture baked goods. It's wild. <laughs> it's so crazy. Are you in the kitchen? Are you in the commercial kitchen as this is all happening? Or like a hundred percent. Yeah, we have a bakery staff of three, but like as they're going through the R and D process, we're like working with a recipe consultant, like doing a whole ten thousand cracker batch, and then being like, "How did it go?" <laughs> you know. Oh my God, you should come to the factory. Can yeah, that would be so cute. Do I get, can I wear a white coat and a hairnet and yeah. all the things? Absolutely. Okay, then yeah. I'll do and it. And it's like you can see them all like. <laughs> We made. I saw Robert making. So I helped even with the like yeah. the roller thing. You have to like scoop some of them off sometimes. <laughs> it's wow. a crazy process. I love to bake. Mm -hmm. So uh, I initially moved to California in 2019, like um, April 2019, and then. Within like six months, the pandemic hit or, you know, within a year. Right. And um, I knew no one here. So I was like moving, totally new job, like knew no one in California. And so my hobby on Sundays, like pre everyone else making it their hobby, was uh, to <laughs> Just make, to clarify. Just to yeah. clarify. First. First. <laughs> <laughs> was making like all these different types of bread. And so I started just scaling up and I was making like 50 loaves of bread every Sunday 
for like a year. Out of your house? Out of my house. And where are you keeping Wait. all the proofing dough? And, yeah. <laughs> and not the house that we currently was, live in. I was gonna say, this did you live okay, Natasha? Yeah, okay. So I'm like really I would not allow that. and just like <laughs> stuffing my face with carbs because I'm like, wow, I have no friends. Was this were you where where were you disseminating said bread? Where was the bread going? <laughs> so I had moved to California's totally new job and I knew I was also like not friends with anyone at the company. So every Monday morning I would come to work and I would put fifty lobes in the break room. Be my friend. And I would post on the company work space or workplace or whatever facebook's insane thing Uh, (laughs) be like happy carb monday like today we're having like tomato basil focaccia and Uh, people were obsessed yeah amazing and so he told me this so i was like cool i'll move to california (laughs) now he's all healthy going to the gym no bread i'm holding my knees (laughs) like gripping your own thighs like okay i'm sorry what Palm sweating? Oh my god! <laughs> I know. I also want this fucking focaccia shit. Oh my god! Yeah, the bread is dead. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look up the archive at Bobby's Bread, um, and you can see all the photo of all of them. So um, absolutely will. Yeah. Have you made any videos of the machines making everything? Because for me, that's like the most satisfying. You can thing. see all of that in real life. Truly, yeah, because it is the cal- most calming thing to see, like a roller press out individual hexagons oh sign me up it's incredible and the transition from the rounds to the hexes um hexes are a tessellating shape so there's no waste material in between the units um and so historically when we were making rounds we would have to remove the excess waste remix and then resheet recut and so there's like all this additional oh because a hexagon has points so each point fits into another point yeah. exactly did you say oh, tessellating it's like the katan yes. board yes yeah i like that oh, Nice example. I, well, I keep telling him I want to do like a katan. Because like, the crackers situation. are different colors. So like the chili limon is like the brick, you know. Oh, wait. Do I have a bunch of settlers of katan nerds yeah. mm-hmm. here in front of me? Yeah. I think they actually transitioned uh, it to katan. Oh, katan. It's not katan. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Oh, it's the... just called katan. No settlers. No settlers. Oh, right. Of course. Because. Yeah. Prince syndrome. Right. Yeah. But the pronunciation that I don't know. You Katan or Katan. Yeah, sorry to derail. I just I have um Are you a- PTSD from a summer that I spent on Fire Island with all of my friends who were all mm. massive like they wouldn't go to the beach. They just sat at the house and played that board game and I was wow. like, "Well, anyone they come They wouldn't and- bring it to the beach? Well, they everyone didn't- else on Fire Island is doing something very different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear. In the house, like smoking weed and playing Catan, and I was down on the beach, like having a great time with plankton and mushrooms. And um, but anyway, so I was just like, I just had a flashback to that summer of like I didn't have any friends because of that board game. Yeah, it definitely uh, can change your life. Yeah. Can we eat some? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Okay, because you have... brought some I, uh, dry June. Shout out dry June. Mm-hmm. So some of these are non-infused, correct? Exactly. But so, full of flavor. Exactly. So we have two different of the non-infused ones. We have the black pepper Parmesan, which is a part of the mm-hmm. cheese line, Parmesan it's Romano. It's typically 2THC, 6 CBD, but not infused today. And then we have the sour cream and onion, um, which is made with black garlic and chopped chives. It's only two per cracker? In that dosage, yeah. So Two in milligrams of THC and six milligrams of CBD per cracker. cracker. Nice. Exactly. So that's like our low dose option. Um, It's just the black pepper and the rosemary sea salt. And we brand that effect transcend. And each of the ratios are paired with like naturally occurring terpenes in the recipe itself to enhance the ratio effect. So 
the carophylline you'll find in black pepper is like enhancing uh, the existing like anti-anxiety effects of the tea, the CBD. Awesome. Adult Lunchables. <laughs> yeah, charcuterie boards picnics. picnics this is my favorite story about robert which was like the most drastic difference between our lives and explains a lot was that your mom made like mm. homemade uh lunchables exactly my mom is an incredible woman shout out liz true uh, snack connoisseur snack queen would prefer to eat everything as a snack board um which is amazing but she me as a child was anti-preservative so in comparison to buying lunchables she would buy like thick cut ham and then cut it into circles like buy thick cut like incredible Mm-hmm. amazing a, a tear a tear <laughs> in my eye it's like an incredible story and makes so much sense as to why you have such a fascination with like snack and presentation mm-hmm. meanwhile like my mom was like yeah fuck that you'll just eat a sandwich yeah what is this lunchable bullshit like? will you facetime her <laughs> <laughs> wait natasha what was your um childhood lunch situation ate at the cafeteria mm-hmm um yeah i grew up in new york and my parents worked a lot so i had that kind of life i always thought that high schools in new york because it's such a city that you would go out for okay, lunch so, and then come back yeah up until uh eighth grade you like had to eat inside my school and then you can go out after eighth grade and then we just like went across the street got a bagel which where were you in the city um, I went to the French school on the Upper East Side, uh-huh. so it was like a very interesting vibe. Yeah, is French school code for like rich, smart kids who are talented? You who like it was all in French. And oh, in you went French? to French school? Yeah. <gasps> what? Wow. Yeah, like my family's. Ooh, my family's Belgian, so they wanted us to speak French nice. and go to French school. Cody is also French. And so now I've decided that Cody <laughs> is also French and Jewish. Because... I am neither French or Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> but we're working on it. <laughs> That's such a Jewish woman thing to say. Yeah. But we're going to change him. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Okay, which flavor is this? These oh. are the black pepper parmesan. Oh, okay. those are so good. So mm. delicious. I'm going to go for more oh, than yeah. one. I like a big scoopful. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The, like, come of on, course. bring the jar over. What's yeah, going on here? This little, like, cute okay. lid. The crunchy, buttery bite mm. and mouth crumble is so goddamn satisfying. Oh, I'm so happy to hear yeah. it. Yeah. Should we do some ASMR? Oh, yeah. Should we do a little crack? <laughs> or as I like yep. to call it, ASMR. Crack. Okay. You got it? Whoa. Oh, should we all do it <laughs> at the once? The pepper hit? The Did back you... end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That pepper hit at the back end. That's caryophylline, right? Is that the term? The caryophylline, yeah. Caryophylline. I've always been saying it wrong. Yeah, is that how you say that? Maybe I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> Wait, how do you say it? Catan, Catan. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, carophylline? Carophylline. Okay. It's not carophylline? I always thought it was carry off. I think I'm the Y sure is before the O. Yeah, I think I'm wrong. I think I've been saying it wrong. You know, I used to think, I used to, you know the word M-I-S-L-E-D? Mm-hmm. How would you say that? Misled. Yep. Mislead. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> how would you say it, Mary Jane? <laughs> Until... Way way Missled? into my twenties, I misled. <laughs> oh, no way! Wow! No way. Yep. it kind of works. I you mean, know? you know, for a long time, I thought it was play it by year. No, I had this conversation. <laughs> Somebody else recently also told me it was play it by year. It's play it by ear. 
I understand. <laughs> but it kind of also makes sense. Play it by year, you know? Over time, we'll figure it out. Yep. I fully believe that that... Abs- yes. Play it by year. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's, it's 100% play it by year. I, I get that as well, yeah. Wow. Or These are great. That peppery hip, however yeah. you say the name of the trick beam, yeah. is amazing. It's almost like... It's so much better than a wheat thin. And I almost said, like, I almost compared it to that because, like, the seasoning mm-hmm. and, the, and everything is, like, so spot on. But it's not. It's better than a wheat thin. It's, it's more crumbly. Buttery. It's buttery. Mm. Like, I, I, I'm trying to draw a parallel for everyone listening so that they get, like, cracker comparison. But I don't know what to compare it to. It's just great. The it's a edges, tempo. <laughs> yeah. It's, the edges of my tongue, like, all around, you know, the, all the different taste bud zones, right? There's, like, the sweet and the savory and the spicy and... This is super making me feel like that particular zone of spice on my tongue. It's so satisfying. Exactly. We definitely like highlight like specific spice profiles in each of them. So like the next one we'll have is the sour cream and onion and the black garlic is really high in myrcene, which is like also going to like enhance the one to one ratio of the product. So a great like sort of like relaxing effect for the same like garlic strains. Now, I like to call it Merce. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I will say no terpene names ever again. But myrcene is the the hoppy terpene that's, like, also uh, relaxing. Exactly, exactly. Nice. So for you, was it always a cracker as the delivery system for all these delicious flavors? Or was it something else and then you were like i think a cracker is the move wait you have to tell them about your frito-lay origin story exactly this oh. is all of it it all begins <laughs> it all begins in plano texas <laughs> okay exactly oh can i do a quick <laughs> that'll be the exactly. flashback okay. i love it um so i grew up in plano texas which is the headquarters of frito-lay north america um, at age eight, uh, you are eligible to start going to their market research uh, little facility, um, and they call your house once a month and ask you a series of questions, always say yes, um, that are like, do you eat chips? Like, do you like <laughs> spicy food? Whatever. And then you go and you walk into this little room. It's like white walls. Like, there's no one around. You go into a little booth. There's like a little turnstile in front of you, and then they'll like turn around, and it's like one Dorito. And you literally taste test their new products before they come out and you answer extensive, like 25 questions per chip. Whoa. And so from a very early age, like I was very fine tuned in the snack game. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Like I know all those exclusive snacks, like Cheez-It Grooves, like 3D Doritos, like Doritos Jacked I had before anyone else. Mm. Um, What an elite town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they made you a snack prodigy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the OBC rate was very high. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Professor X comes in and is like, yeah. Robert, you have a gift. Like, we need you to go to the school. <laughs> um, but I was like so obsessed with snacks. And I feel like it was just like such a large part of my childhood, both in that like um, snacking and like fast food are a big part of Texas culture. And then coming to cannabis, I was like, where are the savory products? There's literally no snacks. And everyone I asked was like, it's not possible. Literally, like anyone who's tried it thus far, it's failed. And the primary reason that they would say is like, oh, the bag or the distribution of the THC is never consistent. So the edible consumer who's looking for just like 
oh, I'm always going to get five milligrams. I'm going to get the same experience. It's always going to be the same. Was never getting it. And at the exact same time that I was like contemplating this, I was making 50 loaves of bread every Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to try making crackers. And I put together a little PowerPoint and I was like, I can do this. Like, why not? Let's try it out. And um, we, I found my like very first partner, um, shout out Seth Kramer, uh, <laughs> in March of 2020. Whoa. March 6th. Weird time. He was like signed on, yeah. was like, yes, let's do it. Let's build the branding. Let's go. Uh, COVID hits. And I'm like, well, I have all this free time. And literally in COVID, I was working nine to five, my regular corporate job. I was driving at 5 p.m. to a corporate kitchen, uh, like a commercial kitchen, and baking until midnight every day for like four months. Wow. Trying to figure out how to make these crackers, like ordering like random products, like just obsessed. And there's nothing else to do. So it was like such an amazing opportunity. Um, wow. Forged in Plano, Texas by Frito Lay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Owned by COVID. <laughs> there's a, this is like, a, I mean, there's a whole movie in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Wow. And then, um, wait, I, I have to know, did you ever try the Dorito that was like Taco yes. Bell inspired? Yeah, the Taco Bell Dorito is so good. So good. Delicious. There was a lot that didn't make it out that I was like, wow, I really Whoa. wish that would have made it. Like Were you what? WikiLeaks something? Yeah. Um, Oreo what? dippers. Um, they're, you know, those little like uh, orange little cheese things and like yeah. a cracker and then you like spread the cheese on the cracker. Yeah. There was that Ooh, for yeah. Oreos? There was that for Oreos. While we pull out mm-hmm. the sour cream and onion, I wanted to ask you, Natasha, especially starting Pussyweed in New York. Which I followed when I lived in New York. So yeah. I've been following oh you for a long time. Thank you. And then you. I remember not knowing until like I met you several times that you were behind Pussyweed. Yeah, we uh, we like to keep it pretty low key. I DM'd you. I was like, what is this? This was so funny. <laughs> I was laughing so hard I because I commented on one of your posts and you were like, who is this? And I was like, you literally know who I am. This I is know. not a stranger. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, saw, I saw it and it was like P period, U yeah. period. And I was like, I don't know who this is or what game it, they're playing. But yeah, because <laughs> it, it could have been somebody just trolling you. Yeah. That's why I texted you on the side. I was like, just you know, like, this is... Not some kid who's trying to like fuck around with your page. Yeah, but you started that well before. I mean, weed has its own problems on social media all day, every day. But you were in this game very early in a city where I guess the underground scene was above ground to a certain degree. Is that fair to say? I don't. I didn't know New York until I met Mary Jane, and then I started learning about New what New York looked like. Yeah, it was definitely not easy, and it's been. I feel like I'm now in this like comfort zone in LA where everything is so normalized to be on social media and I have to like remind myself like this is actually not a legal activity in a lot of places and these Sorry. amounts of cannabis that we are surrounded by. <laughs> Mike's trying to do a quiet pour of crackers <laughs> right now. But it's obvious. Here, let's just make it you happen. You can just do it. Okay. There you go. Oh, you, nice. you lose a few. It's okay. <laughs> What is, was, you're like telling your whole history and I'm just clanging metal <laughs> together. I need more Just munchies. getting the crackers. Do you like them though? I'm about to try them. This black garlic note is so umami. Mm-hmm. Like just hits every pleasure center. <laughs> it's so good. And it's also so not artificial tasting. Uh, this so is good. so fucking good, man. Mm-hmm. God damn. <laughs> it's so good. Flavors? 
Oh, the other flavors? No, we don't need that. No, I mean, we have medicated. The other ones are infused, and um, I'm, no. <laughs> I'm over here dry can, shit. Can you say more, Natasha, about the just like the genesis of pussy weed? Like, what pushed you into creating it in the first place? Sure. Um, so we were in college all together, and my co-founder. So we are three co-founders: Ava and Hannah. Um, Ava was my roommate at the time, and Hannah was our or is our really good friend in college our best friend her childhood friend went to nyu and introduced us and then we all like started scheming um and created this company and it basically started because as you also knew probably from being in new york it was really not a comfortable space for women to be in especially on the acquisition side um, it was <laughs> definitely not safe and we were hearing more and more stories about people feeling not safe and when you're in college and they're pushing drinking and recreational drugs that are so much easier to find and are so widespread accessible but somehow it's really scary to get weed um, there's a problem mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we aimed to solve that problem and <laughs> um, Pussyweed was born and then we started realizing that there was a lot more work and impact that could be done on the larger scale of cannabis in New York and in the U.S. that wasn't just um, selling weed. Um, (laughs) Uh But yeah, and like if you, that like goes with the theme of like, it wasn't very legal back then. And also a lot of things were not okay to have public. And a lot of the friends that we had that we would showcase in our merch or stuff like that would ask us to like either take down the photos or not make the photos public. Like being associated with a cannabis brand, even if it's an advocacy centric organization or brand Mm -hmm. in 2016, 2017, like you could still lose your job. And I definitely have had some really awkward interviews as I was looking for a job as I was graduating where people were like, you're a drug dealer. I was like, well, not exactly. Um, yeah, stigma is real, right? Exactly. Exactly. It up, um, and so now the question is, what do you do once the stigma is burnt mm-hmm. or on its way to be burnt? What's the next step for our community and society and cannabis? Yep. To be seen. Fucking mic drop. I mm-hmm. also, yeah, I just, I mean, the experience of, I've never worked in the cannabis industry. I've only ever covered it and written about it, but I still have experienced that, like, your name being attached to something just affecting how people see you. Yeah. And and then also the just the, the added layer of being a woman in that world is like, you know, I mean, I just was talking about this in a piece that I wrote about, um, you know, encountering sexism and, and misogyny inside the cannabis industry being like such a goddamn bummer because yeah, of all of the industries, this is the one that I feel like we should be able to build to be the most equitable space. Exactly. And it just doesn't feel like that's... But that's why it was happening. cool having friends like Robert who were yeah. like down for the cause and would come to all these events where I was like, yo, I need somebody to come with me because honestly, like a woman alone, like I'm no one's going to like talk to me, take me seriously, like unless they were women centric events. But those yeah. didn't even exist then. Like so. Yeah. So shout out to all the other people out there. Has weed always been important to you since like learning for speaking French? Speaking French related to French, I was like, weed is so important to me. I told you I can do this. Yeah. (laughs) How do you Um, say weed in French? Like the slang. The slang version, um, boeuf. 
That's tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Great. Wow. Let me hit that book. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like once you get started in the industry or in, in the advocacy space, it's like hard to go back because then you're just like, yeah. A, you're probably like flagged on a lot of uh, police reports or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so you're already <laughs> fucked about running for president. Might as well stick to it. Natasha for president forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so I tell everybody all the time, like back in college, they would text me stuff and they'd be like, y'all, I'm trying to like run for president. Please text me this on Signal or Telegram. Like, <laughs> as you're doing coke and like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like on Snapchat. Like, yeah. 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 Exactly. Like, what are we talking don't about? Don't send this to me. What a different time. That's yeah. really interesting yeah. to hear both of you say that because I didn't find any cannabis community in St. Louis growing up. I was I just bet. seen as like a a burnout hockey goalie who was like weird and different. You know, I yeah. mean, it was just like I, I knew a homie who sold it out of his fridge. And that was the the Ooh. end of the experience I had with anything. Cold storage. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Love yeah. That. I love yeah. that. They were, yeah. It was good. And it was kind and it was overpriced. It was everything you think it's going to be. Um, <laughs> exactly. And then moving to Chicago, which is just such a drinking town. Yeah. Like it was kind of same shit, different day. Mm-hmm. I just was like the dude who was the plug for the weed. But then I'm moving out here and seeing what a real community it can be yeah. and the advocacy, but then the other side of it, which is like, or maybe not, is um, yeah. it's it's this is my only experience with it. So it's crazy that y'all have felt it on both coasts now as mm. it seeps towards the Midwest where I was growing up. That's a real trip. Yeah, I, there's there's definitely like weed bros. And of all the bros, weed bros are the worst bros. The worst. Because they talk a lot about the female plant and all of this kind oh of stuff. God. And they hide behind this sort of like sheen of being somehow like activists or advocates for something. But they're the worst you <laughs> of all the bros. You motherfucker who was talking to me in New York and he kept touching my chest <laughs> as he talked to me and getting closer to me mm-hmm. excited about weed i think he was on cocaine he was a weed bro who was definitely on cocaine yes. yeah he was a weed bro <laughs> on cocaine weed bros on cocaine are a separate sector of this industry mj bizcon baby <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> shout out <laughs> Ooh, he kept they hitting my them. chest and getting closer to me until he was like nose to nose with me it's and st- it was wild that's not that's not my vibe you really meet the worst people in weed and then also the best people yes like it's really the extremes yep like i don't regret it because i've also met some fucking incredible people but then some people i'm like oh boy yeah I what totally agree with that because I truly like some of the the people that I look up to the most on the planet are in cannabis. Yeah. And then some of the hardest times that I've ever had in relationship to people have been with people who work in cannabis. And it's like, that's wild. It really brings in uh, all the extremes, mm-hmm. which is also very cool and why like I preach this a lot, but like you have to protect the legacy market and the legacy community especially in places like new york like even if you weren't friends with all these people that were operating at the same time as you you're still part of this community together and you need to protect each other because you're not the real enemy for each other and even being part of that together was important but there are still shitty people yeah are you hitting anything here with tempo that has been like um rip your skin off frustrating it's really interesting actually <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, I, rip, I rip my skin actually, off all no. the time <laughs> it's so weird 
weird. It just it runs so smoothly. Oh, yeah, it's never any so issues. Easy. Thanks, Regulations well, what are brief. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure like oh packaging God. requirements are no problem. Wait, you're saying compliance plugs. is hard for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, what has what has been like your um, so I think what's really interesting, like overall, specifically in the weed bros, like world or space is understanding that like the same, um, power structures that exist, like within our overall world, like exist in like this amplified way in the cannabis industry, because there's so much like regulatory, fr like fraught that people who are already discriminated against have harder challenge within the industry. Mm. So a lot of people in power will be like aggressive men. Ugh. right and so specifically for tempo like i'm walking into random dispensaries pitching low-dose crackers um which shout out like are primarily consumed by women which is amazing like it's more than 60 percent female audience and like i came from a world where i was like actually doing work for cpg companies like frito-lay and the primary person purchasing any product in the united states is a woman and so in cannabis, Hell the concept yeah. that we are remarketing to men is just wrong. Like in the long term, women will be buying the weed like all the time. Hmm. And so making products for them is super important, both in terms of like creating that space in the shelf, but also making sure that like we're growing the industry overall because people don't feel comfortable buying the like. 200 milligram sour belt that's like, mm -hmm. you know, has like a naked woman on it. Right. And so me going in as a gay man and being like, hi, like I'm here with these crackers, like whatever. I've actually had experiences where people are like, you should probably like let me do the talking. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. I don't I don't want to go in here then. Like, okay. I don't need to be here. Um, and so it's really interesting now, like being able to filter for like where I actually want to put my product or like where I'm interested in reinvesting in that shop or that person or that dispensary because they're supporting whatever industry the future looks like. Uh, okay, I'm also having a wild thought though. I'm looking at this seasoning and I'm looking at the crackers. <laughs> Should we I'm do like, it? What would happen? Let's do it. Okay. Wow, this whole category, first off, what's the experience? Yeah, like? R&D and research and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> research and drugs research on drugs on drugs are on d um it's delicious because it provides such a cooling feeling for the, to the black pepper mm -hmm. highly recommend wow hey. honestly i have like such a soft spot in my heart for like weird munchies natasha makes fun of me all the time for this <laughs> um but I feel like maybe it's by virtue of my childhood, but also more generally just like the way I snack. Um, let's just get a general reaction. Okay. <laughs> Number one snack for me is um, jalapeno chips and cottage cheese. <gasps> <laughs> she shook. I'm truly, my heart rate just went up. I am going to buy this. <laughs> yes. Hundred percent. You stuttered like your yeah, tongue. It was like a, <laughs> it was I can taste it. It's so the evocative. Come out fast enough. I know exactly what that's going to be like. It's going to be cooling and creamy and spicy and tangy and zingy. High protein. It's going to wake you up a little. <laughs> it's going to make me tingle a little. Oh, so good. And the tub, the tub situation. Oh, so love a tub. Satisfying. Love a tub. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, but so the real hack. <laughs> <laughs> there's more i'm so excited what's and, happening and this is how i find robert at 3 a.m in the kitchen lights off <laughs> um, uh -huh. real secrets revealed <laughs> it's a bowl of goddess cheese and then you have to crumple the chips and then eat it as a spoon like a stoner's granola 
Absolutely. May I? Sh- is this a safe place to share today? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Let's go. Okay. I got back from being out of town and I have nothing in my kitchen. I had an old bag of Cruncher's potato chips, mm. two cans of tuna, and like a bunch of condiments. And so I took the two cans of tuna, mayonnaise, soy sauce, spicy mustard, and uh, salt pepper. And I'm forgetting something. <laughs> And then I took the bag of chips and I crumpled it up in there and mixed the whole thing together and ate it with a spoon. And it's a stoner's delicious. granola. Absolutely delicious. It's the concept of the yogurt and savory muesli. granola. That's where it's at. What's that? That's the next hack. Wow. What's that? This. Cottage oh, okay. cheese and Doritos. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. I was like, I was like, what can I eat with savory. a spoon? What can I eat with possible? a spoon? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. Fridge bowls. Yeah. What kind of chips are you? What's a jalapeno chips? Like a cruncher? Uh, I usually get the kettle cooked. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Those are pretty great. But yeah. you also do a Dorito once in a while in there, no? Dorito's great. Hot and spicy Cheez-Its. Also a big win. Mm-hmm. Um, How about a Taki? Do you fuck with Takis? I love Takis. Mm-hmm. And our chili limon is actually designed after their flavor profile. Which, yeah. I, I mark uh, lit Taki. Yep. <laughs> Hell yes. um, yeah and it's incredible and like uh, to the point of crunching them up like i sometimes find myself crunching up chili limon on like a salad or oh my God. on like a bowl of mac and cheese just yeah. like add a little 10 milligram i'm gonna have to crunch. excuse myself i'm sorry <laughs> so something i have to remind robert often is that uh, edibles are not food they are um you should still be eating food that is not infused once in a while sounds pretty great i mean i don't know though because i want to take these and like blitz them up and like put a crust on a fish yeah. and mm. you yeah know, you right? can make like little, an eggplant parm situation i was gonna say a little gremolata on top of like okay some. so a crazy idea we had last week was to do um take two of the chips put uh cream cheese mm. freeze the sandwich duo yes. then batter that and fry it it's like a savory fried Oreo situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Um, also, can I pimp you into sharing one more time that eggplant miso recipe that you told me about? Because I had that whole thing Oh, my thing God. Of... It's so easy. Okay. What Y'all... is it? Um, It's just- I have half a thing of miso. <laughs> okay. It's just like <laughs> sitting in my fridge. Okay. So you put miso and honey and what else? I think probably like some soy sauce to like make it. I'll send you the recipe. And then you- What is it? You do the crisscross on the eggplant. What is oh, that yeah, called? Yeah. Scoring. Scoring. Yeah. Um, you put the salt to let it sweat a little. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just paste that on. Oh, some garlic in there too and some ginger. And then roast or and roast? Then, yeah, roast, roast and then broil. Oh, fuck. Do a little mix of both. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and then you could But broil doesn't get the eggplant like cooked enough. Do you guys need a third roommate? <laughs> 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 because there's no I'm bread like, anymore. There's, there's I come, no bread. I'm very low key. I can live in a closet. I can, I, I can I just hang out visit in the living and you're room. all in the dark. <laughs> or, <laughs> just eating really, granola. <laughs> <laughs> eating savory Here's granola and moaning. Uh, closet for eating snacks. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. I mean, I, the most exciting thing I've eaten recently was a can of fucking pot. Palm hearts, you know. I mean, that's like, delicious, though. It is delicious, oh. and some like refreshing. dressing or something. Or nope, just, just out of the can, over the sink. That's how I do. Did you knock the... it back, or did you fork it? Uh, just fingers in the can. Love that. <laughs> like a beast. Yeah, Absolutely. I just you know, I was. If you don't cut brined? your hand, yeah, I was like hungry and thirsty, so it was a <laughs> brined or water. The, it's the Trader Joe's palm hearts that just come in water, so oh, it's like a little bit salty. So good. Mm-hmm. I just picture you running a marathon, and I hand like <laughs> <laughs> my hearts of palm as you run. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Awesome. I have a little belt with like instead of the goo packets, just hearts of palm. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> wow. Um, what are your other Trader Joe's secret? Uh, the Cacioe Pepe puffs. Have you had those? Oh, the no, but I have seen the in- the TikTok of the girl talking about the spread. What? The Cacioe Pepe spread. There's a. Oh, I have to look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, by the way, Cacio Pepe. Pepe, Pepe that, yeah. yeah. And it yeah. annoys me to my core. <laughs> but I can't not hear that sound now. What sound? I don't like her. It's There's, a viral TikTok a viral where TikTok. someone mispronounces Cacio Pepe. She eats oh. gross. And that's her whole thing is oh. just being a gross eater. Yeah. And she's like, you have to try this. Cacio Pepe. <laughs> and she like oh, really no. puts an Italian slant on <laughs> that <laughs> word for no reason. Kind of like how you say croissant. Okay. <laughs> I'm falling for that. Well, damn it. <laughs> nice try, Mike. Mize old again. <laughs> exactly. Have you all had the ice cream sandwiches from Trader Joe's that have the tiny chocolate chips rolled around I the outside? I had two last night. You had two of them? Two of them. Okay, but what? talk about the ice cream that has the boba in it. No, what's that? Wait, do we need to go to Trader Joe's right now? Yeah. <laughs> Let's all just leave and go to Trader Joe's. <laughs> um, Mark, you'll yeah. do the intro, man. Yeah. <laughs> Pints of ice cream that have boba pearls like frozen within them. So it's like initially you get the ice cream and then it's like a chewy afterward. Whoa. It's incredible. I love that. <sighs> I just don't make it up and down the snack aisles enough. Like I feel like I hit the cheap produce yeah. and then I just get necessities. But I need to explore some more fun things when I think I'm, that's I just the fun of Trader Joe's is like getting super high and like yeah. taking a chance okay but how different are the Trader Joe's here than New York <laughs> yeah the Trader Joe's in New York, that Union like, Square Trader I Joe's thought my terrible. friends always want to go here and I'm always like saying no yeah and because I'm like traumatized from the experience in New York it's traumatic there are no lines here for Trader Joe's people don't really understand what I'm talking about are yeah. you saying that the ones in New York are like just you have to busy? wait online no, no, the to store like enter the store the line so like you the entire time you were in the store you were in the line see there's no perusing there's no forgetting an item and going back an aisle if you miss that aisle on your route yep you we're not picking that up up to the trader joe's there's a line out the door and you line up on the street you line up on 14th and then you take the subway with all your bags (laughs) and then you realize you forgot eggs and then something something. breaks but you like don't get out of the line like you start in the store in the line and then you just the line the line never every aisle so you just like are like (laughs) there in the line and one of there's a job where an employee just has a sign and they stand at what's the the back of the line which is sometimes out Outside, on the street in like 19 degree weather oh my fuck yeah it's horrifying yeah i hate it absolutely mm-hmm. nuts but i just read the autobiography of trader joe um joe colombo and such an interesting strategy and unfortunately i think we all qualify their target audience is overeducated and underpaid <laughs> <laughs> nailing it nailing so it they just cover wow. all of their packaging in so many facts because we're all just addicted oh, to the like I love that. new information Can I shout out their toilet paper facts i've read it like nine Wait, they times. have good toilet paper have facts? you ever read the frequent facts. flyer Oh, I I do like the frequent flyer. I used to get the email and the pamphlet. Wow, amazing. (laughs) I knew it. Yeah, I grew up reading the back of the cereal box. Love that. Yeah, always. Oh my God. So we've decided to put um, little inspirational quotes on the bottom of every tempo box. 
it's incredible. And of course, I'm just like stoned and like making a little personality for each flavor. Um, but it's so funny now. Someone recently came up to me and they were like, I know you told me not to eat the whole box, but I like to get really stoned. So I had the whole box and my whole life changed. I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, I changed my whole perspective on Ego death. Literally, she's like, and I quit my job and I have a whole new path. And I was, and she's like, I credit Tempo for all of this. And I was like, what? And she's like, the sour cream and onion really changed my perspective. And you flip over the box and it says you will succeed through innovation and determination. And wow. she started, she was like tearing up. <coughs> she was wow. like, it happened. I wow. was like, so you never know. Just put always positive read, quotes everywhere. Always read the cereal box. Yes. Um, can I write an inspirational quote and pitch it to you? Absolutely. Yeah. Or could we do like some do kind of? Do you have of, some top you of have mind? A flavor idea. A flavor idea. Ooh, are you taking? Are you? Are you? Are you open we to have, receiving any? We have any? two flavors on the roadmap, but the next launch after that, we're thinking about making a rosin cracker. So we need some elevated flavors to go with um, the more like cannabis friendly taste. Okay. When you say rosin, I picture stickiness, but that's not what. Oh, rosin it. infused butter Got these it. are distillate and cbd isolate based um and so going for that single strain full cannabinoid spectrum effect um going forward but we already have honey barbecue um mm. which is a collaboration with dose of saucy which we're super Ooh. excited to launch next month and then uh, a third flavor which i won't say yet <laughs> okay i'm gonna think on some flavors if that's okay yeah 100 I, I keep coming back to like pink himalayan salt and I things like that because mm. it's so like that's such a good salt that is a great salt and uh i'm How usually do you feel about malden salt um as a as a crunch all day long mm. on a cookie like anywhere i think it belongs on many things that i wish it was on um as as like a salt on its own, I've never had it. I've only had it as like an accent piece to Finishing a dish. Salt. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you don't just sit around and eat salt. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Wow, Mike, you're really missing out. <laughs> Honestly, my munchies began at an early age. My parents used to find me eating butter out of the fridge as Heck a yeah. child, like in the middle of the night. Like out of the tub, or is it like a stick? The stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah I bet yeah, that yeah. feels good on the teeth. I used to eat really raw meat. Good. Wow, our cat does too. Yeah. <laughs> Way to bring it home, Agent Cody Banks. Oh, Cody. We should do a plug on that. Yeah, we should. <laughs> oh Where can everyone find both of you and all of the cool things that you do? Uh, you can find me online at Tempo Crackers. And also, I have a fledgling online personality <laughs> at The Snack Daddy, um, <laughs> which is, you know, growing up. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. <clears throat> Um, you can find me on Pussyweed. It has a bunch of dots in between all the letters or Natasha PRZ for some awkward personal content. Yeah. May I also ask, would you sell these non-infused because they are delicious by the handful? Would that ever be an opportunity? Because I want to put my hand in here like, like a monster. For you personally, we can make it happen. 100%. Okay. Also at retail locations all over California, we give so many non-med samples. And usually on promotional days, um, we have someone up front who has a little charcuterie board. So roll in, buy a box, get some non-med crackers as well. Nice. And agent Cody Banks 420. Yeah. Exactly. He's really the thriving star. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can follow us at Weed and Grub. Our email is wg at weedandgrub.com. 
Am I forgetting anything? It's no. been a minute since I've said it. I know you just look, you closed your eyes yeah. while you were saying our email, and I was like, "Wow, he's digging deep." Yeah, you I seem like you're fucked in pain. it up for the past nine times. <laughs> no, so, I think that's it. I practiced on the drive here. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. Y'all are great. Will you come awesome. back? Of course. Okay, Maybe. just like come back next. I know you're next door, but come back and hang, please. Yeah, please. I love it. Let's do this inside of a Trader Joe's next time. Oh yes, go on location. Okay, so part two. We can do it in New York because we could just do it outside the Trader Joe's, <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we can legally smoke weed on the street in New York. We're, like, we're so all we're... mic'd up. <laughs> we should just find somebody to go in and buy us, uh, yeah. and just bring us yeah snacks. Snack review, mm-hmm. Mark. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.